episode 164 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Jovial Janelle. Two jovial weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm losing track. It's okay. I'm glad to hear that you're still feeling jovial. I was going to say jubilant. Yeah, but then what happened? I forgot how to say the word. Yeah, it's pretty close. Close <laughs> enough. Well, I'm jubilant that you're here with me recording and that you, dear listeners, are listening with we us. We love it when you listen. We do. It's kind of the reason we do this. <laughs> that and to hear ourselves talk, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good. We have a we have a oral storytelling of our lives. That's right. Thousands of years <laughs> in the future when these files are uncovered, the our great 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 grand descendants will be like, Wow. They led really interesting lives. Each week, they had enough interesting stuff going on to talk about all the things that they did. Even during a worldwide pandemic. I like to think that, like, at some point, you know, down in history when they're, like, you know, the classes, the students are learning. Like we read, you know, Abraham Lincoln's letters to Mary Todd or whatever that... They'll be like listening to podcasts and live streams that people did during oh, the pandemic, sure. you know, like, I'm sure. and they'll hear us talking about it. Maybe we'll be in a classroom. I'm not someday. sure they'll be listening to our podcast. I mean, they might though, because it's a real, you know, we're it's a real, real people. Slice of life. It is a slice of pandemic life. Well, I will say I went back and listened to like some of our big trip ones, like Prince Edward Island. We yeah. did mid trip and. Europe, we did mid-trip, and it's fun to hear, like, the stories, like, fresh and firsthand. Yeah. You know, if we didn't have that. We wouldn't remember. Yeah. Clearly, because I never seem to get all of our stories straight. <laughs> so now it's all recorded for posterity. Yeah, he's saying we're other places, and we aren't. Janelle really <laughs> likes to think that she has, like, a perfect memory, and when I do, like, get the details wrong on something, she'll be like, See, I told you I remember everything. I don't feel like I'm that accusatory. Yeah, it's, it's you're very passionate about how good your memory is. <laughs> it's true. It's like, your physical flexibility, your great memory, and also that you know where fast food restaurants are located. <laughs> I do. I love locating fast food restaurants. I think those are the three things you take the most pride in. It's <laughs> like my favorite. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, we have much to talk about. It was a very exciting week, and we've got a lot of news things to catch up on. So we're going to jump right into the news. And now news. As always... Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever you listen to our pod. You can also email us at myvacationpants. Myvacationpants? Sorry, wrong email. You could email myvacationpants, though, if you at have what? a travel question at gmail.com. Oh, that's good to know. Myvacationpants <laughs> at gmail.com. You should email us at Show at gmail.com. But if you want to know about booking that trip, <laughs> man, you could do My Vacation Pants. Yes. All right, it's good to know. I have that email on my phone, so I will check it. I have Mandarian Orange Show email on my phone, so I can check it. Perfect. Uh, please follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. Mandarian Orange Show, it's an easy place to follow. We got up to... 700 followers this week. Yeah, a little over 700 now. We're big for a podcast. Should probably do more. I haven't done a lot of stories lately other than a few plup dates here and there. They do say you have to do daily stories. Yeah. And um, not like daily posts, but a good three to five times a week. This is why we have 700 on Mandarin Orange Show and you have 10.7 on... My vacation pants. 10.6. I'm oh, not 10.6. quite to 10. I was rounding up, you know. Um, but because you're much more. I am, but it's hard at the end of the year to even do that. But we're going to have some new My Vacation Pants com- coming up. That's right. So get ready. Finally, if you would please follow us on Facebook, Mandarian Orange Show, and join our Facebook group, Mandarian Orange Show. 
colon, the group. The group. That's where all the action happens. That's right. And we've been doing things like uh, I have occasionally shared the Potvox Presents live streams that we've been doing, like I did this week, uh, to those Facebook pages as well. So even if you don't follow Potvox Music, you can check out the stream. And it's pertinent to Mandarin and Orange Show because I'm on it and you're... Like, kind of off to my I side. Am, I'm the technological We wizard. hear your voice, but we don't often see your face during I it. I just pop in. Um, that's partially because of the, you know, camera readiness that you get yourself <laughs> to for them sometimes. I mean, it's been a year, okay? I do not want to go back to wearing real clothes, <laughs> like, waxing my stash, like, plucking my chin hairs, like... I mean, that's the, so that's much the magic work. of the podcast, right? So much work to be presentable with to life. I just want to go around. Now the mask helps that. It's true, at least for you. Um, I mean, for a while when I was like having my crazy, you know, COVID beard. Yeah, you did get a crazy COVID it, beard. It was well, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> I'm much more uh, groomed <laughs> now. I um, I just yeah. I I don't like to get ready to do stuff. Well, that's why I say they can hear you and see you a bit. But yes. we did do another pot box presents this last weekend. It was Miss Angie, and it was super fun. Yes, um, she's great. Someone that we've listened to since college, and um. I don't know. She was just, she was a treat. She was. She was delightful. And she did her songs on like a piano arrangement. Mm-hmm. She's very different from her recordings. Yeah. And, um, but I think she did a really great job. She did. So check and it, it was out. Fun. Um, we had some like near disastrous sound issues, which we now have like nailed down. Yeah. But, it's, it's kind of been a challenge because we know how to handle the stuff on our end, but like each artist that we've dealt with has had a different, you know, they're doing it on their iPhone, they're doing yeah, it on their laptop. Yeah, and it's like if they're doing it on a Chromebook versus a Mac versus a, yeah, it's the, all different. All the menus are different on Zoom, and so we're trying to like, you know, Janelle's pulling up the different pages to figure <laughs> out like how to talk them through, getting their audio settings right. So in the end, we got it to a pretty good... I think it sounded, you know, definitely good enough. Much better than we were first working with. Um, but, you know, that's one of, that's part of the magic of doing live stuff. Is yeah. You just never know how it's going to go. So, check that out, please. And this next weekend, we've got another one. We've got a bunch of them in a row here. So, this next weekend, we have Jared Kohlinger, who is from uh, a band called The Enigmatic Foe. And he's a very cool, uh, cool guy who was actually friends and collaborated with Josh Dooley of MAP, who we had on last week. So um, kind of connections there. And he's also a Starflower 59 fan, and that's kind of where I've seen him around is mm-hmm. in some of my uh, music groups and such. You know, we travel in some <laughs> of the same online circles. So um, anyway, some really good stuff, and I'm looking forward to talking with him as well. So please join us for those live streams. Speaking of live stream... The people want to know, we have been getting hounded with the question, when is the next live stream, Janelle? So what's our plan here? So I am thinking maybe in two weeks. Two weeks, huh? You don't want to like... I need a breather. Grand celebrate on Friday? No. All right, two weeks? Two weeks. So it will be a Friday? Like on the Friday? Yeah. Do you want to check the calendar and make sure? Sure. So June 18th, that looks good? Mm-hmm. So Mandarian Orange Live, M-O-L, is June 18th will be our next one. And it may just be you and I. One we way, shall One see. way or another, it's going to be fun and spontaneous. And it'll be fantastic. And great. Speaking of fun, spontaneous, and fantastic things, we did a very fun, spontastic... Wait, spontastic? <laughs> It was spontastic. It was spontastic. I'm, I'm claiming it. That's a real word now. Spontastic. We had a spontastic day today. Tell us what we did today. So, we're trying to be the most fairest parents in all the land. The most fairestest. And so we did a, a special celebration for Lukey. Um, you know, it's been a long year. We've been... 
you know, locked down for a year, especially our kids. So a couple weeks ago, we rented out an arcade, um, like an old school arcade for Luke. So today we celebrated Audrey. We surprised her and we rented out a whole movie theater, like, I mean, an auditorium. Not, not the, the entire theater. But we rented out an auditorium to see Cruella. Cruella, Cruella. So it's the first time we've been in the movie since Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> in, in February 2020. And um, we invited, you know, our vaccinated family members and um, the vaccinated godparents. And we had a great time. I let everybody in from the, you know, the emergency exit. They said I could. So um, you guys didn't even have to go through the lobby. This is great. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, we've kind of done something sort of similar for my 40th yes. birthday, but it was like video game that we yeah. played in there. So it was really cool that we watched like a movie by ourselves in the room. It was so fun. Um, and like, not that we're big talkers or loud, but there were some funny moments where we could overreact and right. scream when the movie started and... It was just fun. Now, did we see Call of the Wild before Sonic the Hedgehog, or was that after? Maybe it was Call of the Wild. I'm just looking at movies in early 2020, because I know I saw one more movie after. That you can't remember. But I can't remember what it was. I went with Dan, and we saw one other movie Isn't after. Isn't it on your AMC app? I deleted that a long time ago. Oh, um, yeah. You do that. Okay, so we figured it out. We looked through our old stuff here, because it's been a long time. We're talking about almost a year yeah. and a half here. Yeah. And we've been, like, mistelling the story. Here. Yeah, we didn't see Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog was not the last was movie we the saw. the second to last. The last one we saw, all together as a family in the theater, was The Call of the Wild, with Harrison Ford. Yes. Then you saw another movie. I guess you saw it the same day. I saw it the same day right before it. I saw Downhill. That was the Will Ferrell one? Yeah, and... and um, who else was in that? It was uh, perfect, because it was uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Oh, Seinfeld. yeah. I saw that right before... I think I missed, like, the first 15 minutes, though, because I was out of training, and I... You know, right, I remember that. After my training's out. Um, but, you know, so you I watched most of it, yeah. And you saw that right before we saw Call of the Wild. Yes. And then I saw one more movie in the theater after that with my friend Dan, and I couldn't remember what it was, and so we just looked it up, and it was The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss remake of it, you know, and it, and we really liked it. It was yeah. done more of, like, a horror movie, like, I mean, I guess kind of, in some ways, Invisible Man always is, but anyway, it was really good, and thriller kind yeah. of thing, you know. So that's the last time we went. Yeah. And um But we've been telling everyone Sonic and that wasn't accurate. We saw movies since then. Well. I feel like terrible. Like I said Sonic's funnier. I really like Call of the Wild though. We really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, that's a lot of hoopla. But today we saw Cruella. But today we saw Cruella. We'll talk about the details of the movie in movie time. So we're not going to go into it too much, but the actual experience of the theater was almost perfect. There was one like major sad <laughs> major. thing though, like, like that almost fret. ruined the whole day for me, <laughs> and I powered through for Audrey and for the sake of all of it. But we went to the Harkins, and the Harkins, at least near us, has the most amazing roasted nuts by yeah. the Bavarian. The the. Bavarian nut? What is it called? Something. The nutty Bavarian. The that's nutty what it is. Bavarian nuts. And they have almonds, they have cashews, and they have pecans. And they're mm. like my favorite thing in the world to get at the movies. They're so good. Which is weird because I never used to be into nuts, but these are like roasted, like candy nuts, and they're amazing. And we haven't gone. I mean, the last time we went to Harkins was even before that because we were using the AMC pass. Yeah. So it had been quite a while. I think the last time we went to Harkins was for um, Endgame, probably. That's yeah. how long ago it was, yeah. right? When we saw Endgame, or maybe 
No, I think that was probably it. So it's been a long time. I love getting the nuts there. So all this time we were planning on doing this for Audrey, and I've just been dreaming of when we're going to get nuts. We had decided we were going to, like, get each of us. We're going to get one of each of the kinds and not share them and just, like, go hog wild. And And we're just so excited because we're going to be in the theater by ourselves so we didn't have to, like, worry about stuff and eat and drink. So we go, we get the kid, you know, find out what the kids are going to want. They stayed in the theater and we walked over to the snack thing and I look around for the little no- nut roasting machine that they usually have out there. I'm like looking at the menu. I'm panic- panicked. And you guys, they don't have them anymore. And I was like devastated. So sad. You were like, I don't even want anything. I didn't want anything. I'm like, I want something. We. I mean, I was not going to not make the, the kids get something, but you just got popcorn, and I, I had some of your popcorn, but it's very disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> so it nearly ruined the entire experience for me, but I pulled through, I struggled on with, with some popcorn and ranch seasoning on it, and... <laughs> Because you, know. you gotta buy the seasoning. It yeah, used to be, used to be free. free, but now since you can't like self do it, you can't like share powder. It was Two dollars for a little thing of it, whereas they used to have the tubs out there for free. Yeah. So those those experiences were disappointing, but I did not let that sully my impression <laughs> of the movie or our day. I just had to tell you guys about that because it was kind of sad. But I found the Nutty Bavarian online. So maybe so you can order some. I will be ordering. They're cheaper than they are in the movie theater. Well, that's probably true. It's actually probably a smarter idea <laughs> to come to think of it. So after we did the movie, then we all came over to our house. And we did, like, I mean, different things. But you made it so it was, like, the exact same type of experiences like for both fair. Audrey and Luke. As we did last time, and it was really fun. We played games. So Audrey's was Baby Yoda themed. Luke's was Mario themed. So we played pin the ball. We hand the ball to the Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Well, it's not Baby. The child. Rogu. And then um, we had fun little, um, you know, party favors. For Luke, you got everyone Del Taco. And for, <laughs> yeah, for Audrey, Audrey, it was Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And it was really, really fun. We got to hang out with everyone, and we love our friends and family, and it was great. It was great. And then Audrey, um, it was a little warmer this time, so um, Audrey wanted to go in and watch baby, Home videos baby of videos. <laughs> and so then we it did was that. very entertaining. <laughs> it, was, it was like just on the cusp of being too warm. Like as long as we were in the shade, it was okay. The second we, like, stepped out in the sun, I just started, like, melting, so. Yeah. Um, But it was okay. It was good. It was good. And it's summer, and it's pretty cool still for the summer here. Yeah. So. It was really fun. I realized that it might seem silly to be doing our kids' birthday parties. Several months in advance. Months ahead of time. Because Luke's not until September, and Audrey is October, end of the month, so. You know, we may be a little early, but it's fun. And we got the good deals on it now, so. Yeah, we're not going to be able to get deals like that again, so. All right, I have two more uh, news things before we move on here. So tell us about the great dryer deterioration of 2021. Well, we're nearly at the end of the saga here, guys. This has been a lengthy one, but finally this week, I finished putting the dryer all back together it was a lot harder to get it back together than it had been to tear it apart, which probably seems like a no-duh, but a lot of this stuff is, like, spring-loaded so that when I took it apart, all the things popped off and I had to figure out where it all goes back on. Plus, like, it's definitely the way this one is built, and this is an old dryer. I mean, it could be as old as the 80s. I don't know. It's old. But it was not made to be able to be assembled by one person. Like, there's no way <laughs> you could possibly put the belt on it and then put it back in the spot and get the thing clamped around it and bolted back together without multiple people's hands. Yeah. And I watched the people do like YouTube videos of putting like the, the newer ones together and they totally built them better now so that you can do it on your own. But the old ones were not made that way. Right. So Luke and Audrey did like a couple of sessions of helping me put it to get back together. I got it all closed up, every bolt back in place, plugged it in, Fired it up, and it's doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. it was doing beforehand. 
And it sounds like, I don't know, my dad came over one evening last week and listened to it. And he's like, I don't know, that motor sounds bad. He's like, you should just get a new one. It's not, you know, because at this point, if we have to replace the motor, even if it's like 100, 150 bucks, like that's a lot of time, yeah. effort, and money for we could just spend a little more and just get a new one. So yeah. I, I conceded the fight and... We ordered a new one from Best Buy. I think Best Buy, right? Yeah, I got my birthday 10% off. That's right. So, the best deal we could find. It's weird, though. Like, it's not easy to find a good dryer for a reasonable price. It, we had to really shop around and find a deal. Because they shouldn't be that expensive. But, I don't know. I think they're more expensive than washers. Yeah, which, I don't know, that seems crazy to me, but... Anyway, we've got one. Now, here's the crazy part, though. So, we're getting it delivered this week. I think it's coming, like, on Wednesday or something, um, which might be when people are listening to this. So, later on in a couple of days. But I'm installing it. We did not pay for an installation package because, really... It's like, 100 bucks. It did. And all it is is, I mean, you got to plug in the gas thing, like, connect the gas up. Mm-hmm. We got to connect up the, like, vent that blows the air, you know, the lint vent thing out. Yeah. And then plug it in. And I think I can do all these things. We'll see. And I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, you can do this. You don't need to pay someone to do this. I'm like, are, are you sure? And he's like, no, no, just, you can do this. So we're doing it. I'm going to I'm gonna install it myself. We're going to use our free um, Holloway service from yeah, our... Yeah, we didn't know we had free Holloway. Our, our trash company does yeah. it like once every couple of months. So we've arranged to have it hauled away. Yeah. The old one when it's time. And... I'm going to try installing a new dryer. So that'll be the next step. At, when we record next, I will have either installed it successfully or called <laughs> someone up and paid them to come do it for us because I couldn't figure it out. So more on that as events unfold. Yes. And finally, uh, in the news, real quick, I got to do an awesome shout out. I have not actually gotten to check this out yet because we just found out about it. Um, this happened while we were having our... Uh, birthday party for Audrey today, but uh, frequent listener and or frequent writer inner and listener of the show Ben, who does the Alan Smithy film review, did something I thought no one would ever do. Their current episode, and I wish I could have seen it. They recorded it live today, but it was like right when we were doing. It. I didn't even see because I wasn't party. looking at my phone at yeah. all. You know, during the party, but. They recorded it live, and they covered, you guys, they covered Condor Man. What? I've been trying to get people to pay attention to Condor Man forever, and I actually convinced someone on a real podcast to talk about it. You were successful. I I messaged Ben a little bit, and he said that they, they missed having me there, but they did talk about me quite a bit, and I cannot wait to find out. So I'm going to, after we're done doing this, I'm going to check out their episode, but I highly recommend it because anything about Condor Man, no matter what they say, even if yeah. they didn't like it, which is very possible, it's worth checking out. So, the Alan Smithy Film Review talks about Condor Man. There's other movies they discuss as well. Yeah. They actually talk about Ray and the Last Dragon, which oh. I'm curious to hear about, too. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, so check them out and uh, tell them that Phil sent you. Alright. To watch Condor Man. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for the news. It's time to do our newest segment. Once again, it's time to name that actor. Name that actor. Yay. All right, it's my turn to do name that actor this week. And um, for those that don't know, if you're new to the show or you forgot because we've only done it twice, I am going to, I've got an actor in mind. And again, Mm -hmm. actor in the broad sense, actor, actress, or whatever. I will be reading you um, some of the... I'm going on IMDb, looking at their profile. I'll read you some of their credits that they've got. Mm-hmm. I will start with the more obscure things. Sometimes yeah. it'll be just a one-off appearance on a TV show. You will make one guess per clue, and we'll see how many t- clues I can give you before you solve it. It's got to be someone that I know you'll know the name of immediately. It's not like someone obscure. Right. Thank and you. that's the rule. So you guys want to play along at home, see how many... Guesses it takes you to guess the person and let us know at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com um, how many times it took you to guess. All right. All right. I will start with extremely obscure and then we'll go from there. Okay. First one. Somewhere tomorrow. 
Dana Carvey. Nope. That's a good guess, I Ken. suppose. Here we go. This was a TV movie. The Royal Romance of Charles and Diana. Oh, I love yeah, Charles and some Diana. Some royalty there. I'm sure you'll, you'll be interested in that. I probably watched that. Is it a miniseries? It says TV movie, but I'm not clicking through to find out right I now. I probably so. definitely watched that. I mean, it, I don't want to give you a date clue, but you were probably too young to have watched this. Okay. Um... I mean, like, when it was on, actually. Let's say... Let's say John Cleese. No. Okay. But also another good guess. Um, Let's see. A TV show, Call to Glory. This is 23 episodes this 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 person person was in, yes. Um, So this is a significant role. Um, Bob Newhart. No, but you're doing well. Oh, this is tough. Okay, Link. A movie called Link. Link? Looks like it's possibly got like some sort of a primate, as in like a missing Link, I think. I don't know the movie, but this person was in it. Laura Dern. No. Okay, here we go. I'm getting a little more known. Okay. Uh, this is a movie called 20 Bucks. 20 bucks. Yes. Um, let's do uh, Sandra Bullock. No. All right, here we go. City of Angels. City of Angels. Is it a. Why can't I think of his name? Well, I'll just say um, Julia Roberts. <laughs> No, but okay. Um, next, Tuck Everlasting. Oh, Tuck Everlasting. I'm going to say Sissy Spacek. Ooh, good guess, but no. Okay. This is fun. There's more than I thought there would be. Okay, I'm going to go a little more, again, a little more known. Dreamer. This is a movie. Um, I think we may have even seen this one. I can't remember his name. Ben something? Ben. Ben something? Is that your answer? It is not someone named Ben. No. That's all you're getting. Okay. All right. Curb your enthusiasm. Ted Danson. No. But that is someone who's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. This is fun. Okay. It's a little harder now because... Jason Alexander. No. Heart and Souls. Oh, um... Iron Man. What's his name? <laughs> Why can't I remember Iron Man? Starts name? with an R. Ruh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in Heart and Souls, but that's not who we're doing here. Trickster. Aha! You're like Loki. I am. The Marrying Man. Will uh, William Hurt. No. Ooh, this is so good. Okay. I'm going, like, I gotta get a little more... Go obvious. All right. It's going forever. Hollow Man. Kevin Bacon. Was in Hollow Man, but it's not Kevin Bacon. Elizabeth Shue. You're not allowed two guesses on one thing. Back to the Future Part 2. Elizabeth Shue. Yes, it's Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> I didn't want to say Adventures in Babysitting or The Karate Kid, so I thought those would be really obvious. She was in a lot what of good stuff. What is that show she was in 23 episodes of? What oh, year was that? It was in like... Uh, it was early on, 1984 to 1985. She's like young. Yeah, it was like right when she was in the Karate Kid. Hmm. So. All right. The Royal Romance of Charles and Diana was 1982. That was like one of her, it was her first. Uh, she credit. was like a kid in it. Yeah. Or? 
And uh, her second thing she was in was the 1982 Burger King Christmas commercial with Leah Thompson, Elizabeth Shue, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's amazing. I don't know what that was, but I wish we could find that. <laughs> that is Name That Actor. You Yay, did such a good job. Thank you. I gave you some tough ones. You did. But you really you pulled it off there. How long did it take you guys to guess? Let us know by writing in at Mandarin Orange Show at gmail.com. And sure, if you, it took Ben like three. Yeah. He was like, oh, Royal Romance of Charles and Diana Avi. <laughs> All right, well, we do have some movies to talk about because we went to the movies. Let's do movie time. Movie time. We also watched some movies at home. We did. So let's go. But it's exciting because we split them up into categories and we have one under theater. We haven't had one under theater in so long. So yes. let's let's start with Cruella because that's the one that we've talked the about. New one. What did you think of Cruella? You know, I went into it with average expectations. Yeah. I wasn't expecting I ha I have really loved I loved Maleficent. So, yeah, that was you fun. know, I wasn't like thinking it was gonna be horrible, but it actually was so fun. I loved it. I really did too. I really enjoyed it. And like you said, I mean, I don't dislike Hundred and One Dalmatians, but it's never been one that particularly like resonated with me. I'm not a huge dog fan. Yeah. You know, I hate dogs, but it's not like, ooh, dogs for me. And I don't know, the story just kind of wasn't, wasn't really about dogs. It well, not only that, like it was it was fun that they tied it together with that, but it, I think it stands its alone story. on its own pretty well, you know. Um, it was fun. I, I, I My favorite parts of it, and this is not spoiler for storyline, but the, just the setting of, like, 1970s London that was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. music, and um, they really did a great job of recreating just kind of the feel of it. felt like you were there going to a show to see The Clash or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was cool. And Emma Stone is... Perfection. She was great. There was a lot of great characters in it and fun actors and stuff. So yeah. it was it was the perfect one to see for Audrey's birthday thing. It was a good like you know broad appeal. Yeah. For you know just about everybody. Because so. we were gonna go see Peter Rabbit too. Yeah. And people weren't as excited about. That I love one. Peter Rabbit. I love but Peter Rabbit. Not everyone yeah. saw the first one, so that doesn't help. Also, but I really I really enjoyed Cruella, and it's funny because again. Not that I dislike, but I didn't have any particular need to see the origins of a character that didn't really like have a huge impact <laughs> on me. But now I'm like, oh, how does this connect? So we actually like started, started look watching a little bit of the original one on Disney Plus just to see like yeah how it connected. We'll, we'll update you next week on that. Yeah, we haven't finished it, but it was really fun. And now I want to ask you, Janelle, who's the next Disney villain you need to know their backstory to? Let's see. Let me think for a sec. Ursula. Obviously. That's exactly the correct answer. Because there's some hints at her backstory that she was, like, part of the royal family and was thrown out. Yeah. And it could really be a good, like, royalty drama, like Mm -hmm. a Hamlet kind of thing, you know? I mean, if they did it really well. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying. Plus, I love Little Mermaid. That'll be great. So, who knows? But I really, I really enjoyed it, and it's definitely one that I didn't know that I was gonna love going into it. So, and I think the kids liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next, we watched uh, an interesting one on DVD. So, with the kids recently, you know, I'm always reading them books. We haven't done like a fiction books update in a while, but I'm just gonna tell you about it in this one now. We read through Chitty Chitty Bang Bang together. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Which is a very interesting. Most people probably know the movie version with Dick Van Dyke, the musical. Um, And we actually read the book. And the book was written by Ian Fleming. Which, if that name does not sound familiar to you, he's the creator, the author of James Bond. And the stories that the movies were based on and he wrote all those like spy thrillers and everything. He was actually worked in espionage and stuff during like world war two. And so, you know, he's a pretty serious guy and he wrote one kid's book called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for his son. And that's it. Everything else was like adult fiction stuff. And so 
Um, it, it's a really fun story, and we read it together, and then we watched the movie. And I have very fond memories of the movie itself. It's a great, you know, classic musical thing. Um, but I think I may have sullied the kid's opinion of it. <laughs> Because the the book and the movie have very little to do with each other. It's an yeah. extremely loose adaptation with just a few things in common, mainly like the name of the car and how it flies around and stuff. But I don't think they liked it as much because they like seeing movies but you adapted well. Show them the movie first. You had to read the book first. I guess so, but they didn't. I don't think they liked the movie that much because of it. And I really liked that movie. It's like a good kid, you know, movie yeah. from my childhood. Yeah. I agree. The child catcher, the creepy child catcher. I didn't remember the child catcher, but how did that was like creeped me out as a was kid. A weirdo. Yeah, it's funny because it's from like the late '60s, but it's very like Tim Burton-y. Like it's totally a movie Tim Burton would have made if he was making movies already in the late '60s. Right. Very just yeah, which is weird to say, but more like I thought about it as we watched it. I'm like, yeah, this the characters and some of the design, yeah. the costume design and stuff. Um, it's pretty great. It's great. So, good songs, too. Yeah. But the kids didn't care for the <laughs> loose adaptation. Finally, we watched on Disney Plus, um, Raya, Raya? Raya. Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon, which had been on Disney Plus as like a premium one. That's how Cruella is right now. We have to pay $30 extra to see it. On Disney Plus, or you can wait until a few months later when it goes on there for free. Which it did. <laughs> Which is what we did with Raya and the Raya and the Last Dragon. And I, you know, it looked good, but we just didn't feel like it was going to be like a thirty dollar rental. Like we, we could mm-hmm. wait on this. There's enough other stuff. We did that for Mulan. Mulan, I thought was worth it. And yeah. Emma, because it was like my birthday. Yeah, but that was just that was like twenty dollars or something. That yeah. was not as much, and that wasn't a rental, you know. Right. What did you think of Raya and the Last Dragon? I was not like, oh my gosh, when's this movie going to be over? Um, but I was like, oh, it's pretty predictable. Yeah, it was It was a lot of fun. Visually, it looked great. There were some really fun voice performances, like Aquafina as the dragon. Mm-hmm. She's really funny. And I'm very excited to see Shang-Chi, um, the Marvel movie, with her in it right. when it comes out. I think she's really, really funny and fun. And there were some really, you know, just solid acting performances and stuff. But the the movie itself, to me, as much as I enjoyed it, and if Audrey's listening, when I edit this, she's going to get mad I said it again. But it's a video game. Like, the whole thing is structured exactly like a video mm-hmm. game. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, she goes to, like, five different lands, each one that's themed after a different, you know, there's a, like a desert Well, it one. had an origin story. Yeah, which just like, you know, had like the opening, the uh, the cutscene at the opening of the game, and it showed the map of the land, mm-hmm. and it showed here, over here is the volcano area, and here's the desert area, here's the snowy mountains, and she had to go to each of the lands and capture the gem from the boss at each one of the lands. Mm-hmm. When they got the gem, it gave them a new power to be able to fight the next ones more easily, and at the end, they had to fight the end boss, and then when they beat what they thought was the end boss, then there was like a final boss that was like a new form that they had to then battle yeah. in order to like unfreeze everyone. It was a video game that they just acted out. So I think it was fun. And again, it looked good and good acting, but maybe not the most memorable plot. Yeah. Is all. And I'm glad we waited. Yeah. It, it was really fun to watch for free with our Disney Plus subscription. Yes. <laughs> um, and the kids loved it. Yes. So if you have kids, they'll love it. Yeah. And, and again, Aquafina may be worth the price of admission alone. Also, like, it was just nice to have, like, an empowered female character that didn't have to have, like, a romantic interest or a boy to chase after or a boy to rescue her. I like that. Like, I want my, my son and daughter to see that kind of. Yeah. Again, a lot of positive things about it. Yeah. But I might have, you know, done the storyline a little differently. Right. (laughs) All right. But that's movies. And we do have two more things we need to do real quick. First is Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. 
So we're deep into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6? Yes, the penultimate season. Yeah, we only have a couple more episodes. It's like a half season, like 13 episodes. What do you think? I mean, it's okay. Like, it's... We're back to, like... I just want to, like, get it over with. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> kind of gone in waves. You know, the framework, I hated. But then they, like, really pulled it back with the one last season. And this season's just okay again. Deke is really great in it. Deke is so good. And there's some highlight points, but a lot of it's just sort of... Okay. And they've, like, totally ignored the snap. Yeah. they Like, what? They, they haven't went, even addressed it at all. Whereas before, it wasn't like the main movies had a huge influence, but they always kind of like... mentioned. They were running alongside it. They'd mention it, a little peek into it here and there. They talked about the Avengers, so you know it's in the same universe. Yeah, but now they just kind of ignored it, which I, I don't love that either. I wish they had just... Because it's, it's an easy line of dialogue to go, man, I can't believe that snap happened. You know, and then they move <laughs> I, on. I can't believe we all made it wow. through the snap. The entire exactly. main characters of the of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But that being said, it's not like miserable. But if this was like season one, I don't think we would have like kept watching <laughs> no. it. Um, it's fine. Um, but there's actually two shows that we need to talk about that are very important. Our summer shows are back. Yes! And we're very excited. We've watched the first episode of each of our two big summer shows that we did last summer. First of all, Lego Masters with host Will Arnett. It's the Lego building competition show. What did you think? Oh my gosh, so great. Um, you guys are all voting for the same brothers. Yeah, the Sushi Chef brothers. The Sushi Chef brothers. I'm going for the interior designer girls. Yeah, but they weren't just interior designers. They were, like, construction girls, too. Remember, like... Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they were really cool. I, I mean, I think... I probably think your guys are going to win. But it is very obvious, and sometimes they're not that obvious. Yeah. Um, with the winner, but... It's crazy to me, though, that a show about building Lego models can be both super hilarious, largely in part to, or because of, I should say, largely because of Will Arnett, because he's so funny, but also so emotional. Like, Mm -hmm. I cry and I laugh, and it's just so well done. I love it. And I called the husband and wife that won season one, they were my second pair. That I called, so... Spoiler alert for people who haven't watched season one. Oh my gosh. After time, it's like, (laughs) come on. Well, speaking of competitions that we call, the other one that we watched episode one of Mm -hmm. is Alone. It is so good. This is our survival show that we watch. We were just talking to Josh and Rachel about it today. And when we heard Josh like talking about some of the YouTube stuff he watches, we're like, you got to watch Alone. Like, yeah. I think he'll love it. I think Rachel will like it, too. It's very, like, it's so much more real than all those, like, Naked and Afraid or the Bear Grylls ones. Like, it's it doesn't feel staged. And I realize that there's a certain amount of it that's staged, but they really are having to just go they out really and survive. They are living in the wilderness. It's as authentic as it could be without actually, like, just abandoning people <laughs> to their own devices, you know. I love it. It's so good. It's and I'm not, like, an outdoorsman or anything, but I am fascinated by yeah. this. Because you get, not only do you see, like, the creative things that they build or, you know, come up with the solutions for their survival stuff, but you really see what that isolation does to them. Yeah. Because they do, like, have to be alone for a long period of time yeah. with no one to talk to. I'm too much of an extrovert. I would be, like, that would be hard for me. And then, like, the fact that they don't have, like, they can't have, like, books. If I could go out there and just have yeah. books, like, I'd be good. Yeah, but there's you have to, they have to entertain themselves by, like, talking <laughs> to themselves or coming up with something to do. Although I do love filming myself. Yeah, and I think that you could you could make fun with that, but it it that would be challenging for sure. Yeah. I think you'd get bored, which is weird with all the like beautiful nature around you, but after a while I think you'd get bored. Yeah. And people you do. You do work hard enough though that you sleep a lot. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing. It's I could never do it with our kids. Like once we had kids, I couldn't I couldn't bear to be away that long. Right. But as like a single person out of college, I feel like I could have 
at least made a go at it, you know. Right. It's too late now. It's too late now. I think your dad could go and win it all. I think so, absolutely. He's just... I think my brother... Just find the carb. I think my brother David, too, like, he could definitely handle all of the, the, like, you know... Building a thing. He probably and hurt himself though. Well, this is true. I mean, he's done that without being abandoned in the woods. Yeah. So, would he just be able to? Sol- no, because they pull him for medical. Yeah. Anyway, we love Alone. It's so good. If you guys want to watch it, all the old seasons are on Hulu, and you mm. should watch them in order because they if you watch like the later all-stars. ones, they spoil. Yeah, that you want to see it from the beginning, and it's so good. It really is highly recommended. All right, that's our Couch Potato Corner. And we have one final segment we're going to do, something we haven't done in a little while, and it's called Vintage Vecchios. Ooh, what's for Vintage Vecchios today? As you know, Vintage Vecchios, we talk about old stuff from our lives, whether it's us together or from our childhoods. And occasionally in the past, or in recent past, I have read through some of my journals and things from school. My parents dropped off all these boxes and tubs of paperwork and stuff from when Mm -hmm. I was in school, all throughout my entire schooling career. And so today I have pulled a paper that I wrote when I was in third grade. Um, I haven't heard this yet. You have not. And I don't know what the assignment was necessarily, but it was some sort of a creative writing assignment here. And um, I'm going to read it to you guys. It's not not very long. Wow, your handwriting's better than it is now. I know. They were really, like, coming down on me for my bad handwriting in third grade. I definitely... That was the peak, and I never got better than this (laughs) here, you know? Um, So... This is um, a little writing thing I did, and I thought this was perfect because we just finished talking about Alone and Surviving in the Wilderness. Mm -hmm. I wrote this in third grade, I think 1988. How old are you in third grade? How old are your kids? They're eight or nine. Eight or nine, so I would have been like turning 10 in 88. Yeah. So I think this is third grade, 88, because that's some of the dates. Could have been 87. Here we go. This is called The Survival Kit. Wow. All right, here we go. After the disaster, I fled to the mountains. I knew I could only carry 10 items, but to lighten the load, I I wrote this in 1987. 10 items is what they let you bring on alone. On alone, that's right. Uh, But to lighten the load, I only brought eight. Wow. I have listed the things I brought in order of their importance. One hunting knife for cutting the for cutting the animals that I trap and chopping down small trees for firewood. Like you could ever skin an animal. <laughs> That's what it says. For cutting the animals. It just says for cutting. Two, hatchet for cutting down large trees so I can build a house. Hmm. That sounds like alone. It's just like alone. Three, hammer and nails also to build the house. <laughs> Four, bear trap to catch bears and other animals to eat. Bear trap. <laughs> yeah, right. Five, 75 foot rope for making various traps for animals. Six, what? You weren't going to depend on your fishing skills. Well, or bear trapping. <laughs> Six, sleeping bag to keep warm during the night. Turning the page over. This is on the. Big, like, brown, yeah. double-wide, dotted line paper, uh, you know? It's still the same paper we use. It's the exact same, right? <laughs> Seven, ball of string for tying points to the end of spears. <laughs> wow. And eight, army surplus blanket for extra warmth. Most of the other things I had a choice of weren't practical. However, there are a few things I must explain. First of all, are the AM/FM battery-powered radio and a flashlight. There must have been like a list I had to choose from. Well, didn't you just read Island of the Blue Dolphins? That was so during this year. Learning about survival. Yeah, so I, I bet there was like a list, like of which of these twenty items would you right. bring or whatever. Right. So these are the things I'm explaining. I didn't bring probably from that list. The AM/FM battery-powered radio and a flashlight. The purpose for not taking these items was, of course, the batteries would run out. Mm. 
That's true. And then I, I wrote, and this is, I'm reading this verbatim. I got a question for you. <laughs> if you brought candles in a backpack, wouldn't they crumble? Of course. <laughs> and then this is a quote. Why didn't you bring a shotgun? You may ask. I didn't have any bullets, only shells. I have a feeling too. I was supposed to like use different types of punctuation because mm-hmm. I got like a quotation here. Yeah, question mark. I got a question mark, an exclamation point, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have any any bullets, only shells. The only other thing I need to explain is why I didn't bring matches. It's because rubbing sticks together will suit me just fine. That never works out for the alone people. It did on this last episode. It did, but that means he gets to keep that fire going, like, the entire time. Well, Phil in 1987-88 on the survival kit. That's it. That's pretty perfect. I know. I was looking through some old stuff, and I found that, and I'm like, that's... We gotta talk about that. So how about you guys? What would you bring on your survival kit if you had ten (laughs) items? You can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and tell us. Or use the contact thing on our Facebook page and send us a message. Please do. And with that, we're going to bring the episode to a close, Janelle. All right. Thank you so much for co-hosting with me. I love co-hosting with you. And I you. It's a pleasure. And thank you so much, everyone listening at home. We appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, we hope that you will join us in a week for, well, like, I guess a little over a week. After this goes up for a live stream. It'll be after my 43rd birthday. That's right. Is 18th, is that what we said we're going to do it on? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, on the 18th. Yeah. Your birthday is two days prior. Yep. And if you guys would like to get Janelle a present for her birthday, (laughs) you could do so by writing in at mandarinorangeshowgmail.com. That's all I care about. Or sharing our show. Share our show on Facebook or somewhere else. And tell us you did. That's right. And we'll send you stickers. And I think that's going to do it. All right. Thank you once again, listeners and Janelle. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.